Hi, everybody. Dave Winder here with the Runner with the Racers podcast number 126. This is the official podcast of the athletics department at Murray State University since August of 2018. It's our mission for you, the listener, to learn something you didn't know each time you hit the play button on this podcast about the rich history and current happenings of the Murray State Racers. Of course, we're on GoRacers.com, iTunes, and SoundCloud, and just about anywhere that you get your podcast. And if you need to get in touch with me about the show, my email is dwinder at murraystate.edu, and I'm RacerDave23 on Twitter. Now today, you're going to enjoy my podcast with Murray State sophomore baseball lefty pitcher Shane Burns of Princeton, Kentucky. Wow, wow, and wow. We are now deep into the spring, aren't we? For a long time, you've heard me speak of the spring of 2021 and how all of the sports would be played at the same time. Play them all in the spring, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Well, it is. It really is. But it's an extremely busy time. If you are a regular visitor to the front page of GoRacers.com, you will see those seven rotating stories are changing almost constantly during the week. There aren't many days uh, in the week where one of the racer teams uh, isn't playing. So it's a challenging time for those in my office with media relations, uh, but we are hanging in there. And I'm really excited, too, as we go along in the spring, uh, as far as the total number of ESPN Plus broadcasts that we would do in a normal school year, we are going to be really close to that uh, once we get through the spring. And uh, the OVC made a great decision to play football on Sundays. Uh, that's really, really good. Now, so far, every Murray State team is in season now, with the exception of football and soccer, and those two teams will open their seasons very soon. Football is at home Sunday at 2 o'clock against UT Martin uh, at Roy Stewart Stadium, and soccer opens the season next week, March 2nd, at Moorhead State. And you know what? I look back a year ago, and I try to take stock of everything that we have dealt with during the pandemic, which is almost a year old now, and all of the work that my colleagues with Murray State Athletics and Murray State University have had to do uh, to get us to this point where we could have uh, school, we could have a semester, a fall semester at Murray State, and, and now a spring semester, and we could get these student-athletes back on the field and the court of competition and so many people have done so much great work uh, to get us to this point I, I just can't even uh, thank them all and name them all it's just really amazing the teamwork that we have experienced at murray state university of course now more than ever you want to stay tuned to the news of the week after our podcast guest for everything that is going on with the murray state racers So let's get into it. This week's visit with Shane Burns of Murray State Baseball, episode 126 of the Running with the Racers podcast. Out of Caldwell County High School in Princeton, Kentucky, Shane Burns came to the Murray State program, originally recruited by the staff of Coach Kevin Mulder, but he ended up playing for new coach Dan Skirka in 2019. Now, Shane Burns played in a good high school program at Caldwell. And as a matter of fact, uh, one of the media members over in Princeton uh, remarks that there are seven former teammates of Burns that are playing collegiate baseball 
somewhere. As the Tigers' all-time winningest pitcher, Burns won 31 career games at Caldwell County, and that led to a pair of Kentucky High School Region 2 championships in 2016 and 17. So it was no surprise that the lefty Burns immediately earned a spot in the starting rotation for the Racers as a freshman in 2019. He had 13 appearances on 12 starts. He went 3-3, three and three, 60 strikeouts, and 65 innings of work. And his efforts won him a spot on the all-OVC freshman team. And then he went into the spring of 2020, the one that the pandemic halted only 17 games into the season about a year ago. Now, Burns was better, 2.60 ERA and four starts, 24 strikeouts and 17 innings of work, and opponents only hit 190 against him. And as the racers head to OVC play March 12th at Eastern Illinois, Burns is part of the all-OVC preseason team. So today we talk baseball, which is my favorite subject, uh, pitching philosophy, the team culture that is being cultivated under Coach Dan Skirka, and how in the world did the team survive having lost a season, going through a summer of the unknown, and then returning to Murray State in the fall, and now finally back on the diamond to play some baseball again. Let's get into it with Shane Burns, Murray State Baseball, on the podcast number 126. It's my pleasure to welcome Shane Burns to the Running with the Racers podcast. The lefty from Princeton, Kentucky, uh, pitched already once this spring, this past weekend, uh, when the or this past week when the uh, Racers uh, opened the season uh, at the uh, Hoover Complex, where they play the SEC tournament against Lipscomb. We'll talk more about those games as we go along here, Shane. Uh, thanks for taking a few minutes. You, uh, we've got to get this uh, going so you can get to class, don't we? Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me on. It's it's always good to talk to our student athletes. I, I love uh, hearing uh, uh, about your programs and the culture that uh, our racer teams are building. Let's just kind of dive in right there with, with Coach Dan Skirka. Um, tell us about the culture that that Murray State Baseball has uh, produced, and and that's that's you players, you student athletes who produce that culture, and what your expectations are. Yeah, um, you know, Coach Sturka came in my first year. Uh, you know, whole new staff, so it was kind of a uh, twist to me. You know, I didn't really know uh, what coaches I was going to get. Um, you know, obviously, I committed to the staff before uh, Coach Sturka. Uh, but you know, it, it took off right out of the gate my freshman year. Uh, Coach Sturka just kind of laid the foundation. Uh, you know, we're we're going to win. Uh, that's that's just kind of how it is. Uh, you know, we treat this as uh a job this isn't a hobby this isn't you know anything else but you got to have fun with it but if it's a win first mentality um and that's the way we're going to approach uh each game and uh you know that that's kind of our mindset uh each day in the locker room uh just don't take uh time for granted and just kind of get after it and uh we want to make this program you know the best it can be we want to put murray state on the map with baseball as it has been in the past uh you know these past 15, 20 years have been kind of a, a drought for Murray State baseball, so we're trying to get back on that same path and, and uh, kind of have a, uh, that mentality and, and go out and win as many ball games as we can. You know what, Shane? If you don't believe you can win, you're not going to win. Uh, that, that's really the first kind of building block of, of having a good program is you got to believe that you're good, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I know Coach Sherka, you know, the schedule that we have uh, this coming up spring is going to be challenging, and I think that's what's preparing us for 
uh, later on down the road is, is we got to win the games that matter in May. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, this schedule and see how it uh, unwinds and, uh, you know, how, how, how many leaps and steps we can make in order to win an overseas championship. I've always felt like, uh, and I've been around almost every Murray State team, and I, I really observe the, the team dynamic um, and, and how teams are, are put together and, and how they interact. And, and I've always felt with, with Dan, one of, the, uh, one of the things that he has at the forefront is accountability uh, in that uh, you, you are accountable for the level of play that you produce. And, and more than that, you're accountable because th- there's a feeling on the Murray State baseball program right now that you don't want to let your teammates down and you don't want to let your coaches down. And that, that's, a, that's a big motivator. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Coach Tricker is always, uh, you know, like you said, holding us accountable, whether that's in the classroom or if it's on the field or if it's in the locker room, um, you know. Every action that we have always, you know, has an outcome, and how we're going to do that is, you know, each process of how he, uh, you know, motivates us each day. Uh, you know, like today, you know, we just came off a big road trip, and uh, you know, we got in early this morning, and you know, everybody, you know, being held accountable to go to class. You know, obviously we're right. students first, and and an athlete second. Um, but you know, like you said, I mean, Coach Kirker does a phenomenal job of. Uh, holding us accountable and making sure we're doing the right things, you know, like you said, to, to represent Murray State the, the best we can, and, and uh, that's all we can ask from a head coach. Well, uh, speaking as a person who's an alumni of the program, uh, I couldn't be prouder of the way uh, all of you young men are representing the racers uh, right now, the baseball program at Murray State, uh, and all, all of us who are thoroughbreds. Uh, as you know, we had a, a name change not long ago, and everybody's racers now, but you know, those of us who played as thoroughbreds, uh, we're very proud of that too, and we want to honor that uh, that that as well. So, yes, we are racers, but we got a bunch of guys who uh, are thoroughbreds, and everybody's come together. I know you're excited about uh, at, that that home plate project that we just completed. Uh, maybe tell our listeners a little bit about what we did there. I think it's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was great. Um, something needed to be done. Um, we just kind of, uh, you know, obviously our field is traditional, uh, grass and dirt, uh, but we just dug up the whole, uh, home plate and laid down complete turf. And, and to me as a pitcher, um, you know, it's a real advantage because the, the plates, the plates and the chalk lines never move. Um, you know, it just never moves. So you kind of get that same scenery, uh, the plate, the batter boxes are a lot more visual now. Um, you know, with, with the dirt uh, home plate the past couple of years, uh, you know, the chalk could maybe be off an inch or two, which can really play mind tricks with the pitcher, you know, because you're, right. you're not seeing the same batter's box every time. So it can, it can kind of, um, you know, throw you off each time. Each time you get up there, you kind of got to adjust your, your visuals, your eyes to like, all right, this batter's box might be a little slightly turned or it might be slightly, you know, so it's, it's just kind of hit or miss with it. But ever since we got this curve, you know, our pitcher staff has really, really enjoyed – getting up there, you know, be able to see the plate every single time. The batter's box do not move. And, and that goes for the hitters, too. You know, the batter's box doesn't change for them. The lines are in the same spot. The plates, in the, you know, everything's in the same spot. So I really, um, you know, enjoyed the first, you know, the first week we had on it, and then the snow hit, and we couldn't get on it anymore. Right. So it was really, it was really, he was taking advantage of it, but it was really awesome to see how, uh, 
how that turf really made an impact on our pitchers and hitters the first week we had on it. Well, that that's really cool. I hadn't thought about it from a pitching perspective uh, as you see it from the mound because the, the mound is raised, of course, and um, and it just it right it does give you a good visual to throw strikes and to throw throw the ball with uh, accuracy. So. Uh, for our listeners uh, who go by Johnny Reagan Field, you'll see that home plate project uh, is now installed and complete, and that's just the beginning of the improvements we hope to make at Johnny Reagan Field. Um, so let's get back to coaching a little bit, Shane. Uh, Tanner Gordon is Murray State's pitching coach, and, and he and I, we talk baseball uh, all the time. Uh, maybe let's just talk about your philosophy on how you get hitters out and kind of how that, that melds with Tanner's philosophy on on how we need to pitch to be successful. Yeah, yeah. Coach Gordon, like I said, he came in with me uh, my freshman year. Uh, you know, we're both lefties, so that's something that we can we can click on uh, right out of the gate. But, uh, you know, I think each, each baseball program has their different ways of getting guys out, but I think the, you know, the biggest thing that we stress here is first pitch strikes. Um, you know, you got to get ahead and counts. You know, I know it sounds cliche, but at the same time, it really works. And, uh, you know, I saw yesterday uh, when I got behind the counts, maybe walked a guy here, got behind the count, had to throw, a, you know, break a ball over the plate. They hit it. You know, they score a run. So in, in, in the success I had yesterday was, was getting ahead, attacking guys. And, and that's the stuff that, that we preach here, um, just getting ahead. And, um, you know, with me being a lefty, you know, me and, uh, me and Coach Gordon always work on uh, holding runners. Um, you know, as a lefty, you want to establish that you can pick off, that you can hold, control the run game, even though you have that advantage coming in. Um, that's just kind of another mindset you want to play with those runners in the opposing team that, hey, this, this lefty, you know, he's going to pick off two or three times, and, and you can't go necessarily first. <laughs> that's movement. right. So, that's right. You, know, you can't. You don't want to be too predictable. So, and that's the that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest advantage I can have with Coach Gordon is we're both lefties, and uh, we can right. both click on the same things. And, you know, he's played college baseball. He's been right. through it, so he knows he knows what's there and knows what's to see. But uh, you know, it's always good to kind of get his insight since he's been there and done that for sure. Hey, have you ever heard the baseball truism that all lefties balk? I have not. I have well, you, not. Now you've heard not. it. Now that's just that's just my old my old philosophy because I used to uh, I'd be at first base and there'd be some lefty. Of course, I wasn't a big base stealing threat anyway, and I would always be able to you know get back into the base uh, you know standing up most of the time, and I would a lot of times a lefty would throw over, and as I was coming back in, I would go balk. <laughs> and they'd throw over again, and I'd go, balk. And I, I turned around to the umpire one day, and I said, you know, all lefties balk. And he just laughed. Uh, they say they say lefties never pick twice, so I don't know how true that was. Oh, they do, though. Yeah. I bet <laughs> I bet you'll throw over twice in a row. Uh, I, I definitely did yesterday. That's, that's kind of the main emphasis we had going into, uh, you know, kind of the weekend was my first couple of years, you know, with holding runners. You know, they had some success when they got on the base just because I wasn't as comfortable with picking off, but, you know, I think we definitely uh, definitely nipped that in the bud yesterday. I think I picked off plenty of times when they got on, kind of um, kind of held them to, to, you know, a few feet from the bag, and, and one bag they tried to take, I think, you know, my uh, my catcher threw them out, Booth, you know, did a uh-huh. great job, transfer, uh, you know, held them close enough to give them a chance to throw them out, and that's what happened. So even though if they're trying to take bags, you still want to keep them close enough to first base to where you got to give your catcher a shot to throw them out, and then that's what we did. So, you know. Definitely paid off. 
uh, you know, picking off a few times, just keep them close, and, and that's what we did. Well, that's, that's good. That's good. You know, uh, when, when we talk about pitching in the game of baseball, I, I kind of uh, compare it to a quarterback and his offensive line. Uh, and your offensive line is are, are the are the uh, the group of catchers that Murray State had has currently Alex Crump, Grand Rapids, Michigan; Tanner Booth, for, who is from uh, South Haven, Mississippi; Jonah Brannon is a local kid from Perrier, Tennessee, here; and then Caden Shaver, who is the youngster from Danville, Kentucky. Tell me a little bit about your catchers and the relationship that the pitchers have with the group that that's behind the plate, uh, with the shin guards and the and the face protector and the face mask on. Yeah, you know, like you said, I mean, it starts with, with you, uh, you and the catcher. So, you know, always you gotta get on the same page with uh, with them every game, depending on who's uh, who's catching you that day. Um, you know, uh, Booth got to catch me yesterday. I know uh, Crump's catched a lot of bullpens from me, and uh, Jonah actually caught my first career win my freshman year. So I'm kind of all over the place with some catchers, and then Brian Shilton caught me all last year. So it's very, very important. Um, to know your catchers because you never know who um, who you're going to get that day, especially on days of double headers and, and who's injured and who's not. So, you know, you might get comfortable with one catcher a month of the season. He goes down with an injury or something happens, but you still got to rely on, you know, the other guy that's coming in. You know, you got to be on the same chemistry, the same page with, with everything from uh, signs to, you know, holding the runners on, like I already said. He, he's got to know you and you got to know him. And that's the biggest thing. It's like I said, the game can't go on unless you throw a, throw a pitch to him. So he, he's got to know what's going on. He's got to know you. And, and the biggest thing for the catchers is he, he's got to know 15 or 16 different pitchers. Right. Where <laughs> I only have to know, you know, two or three catchers. So that, that's kind of a bigger part on them is, you know, that's a big, it's a big, um, it's a big task for them to, to know all of our pitchers because, you know, we got guys that, you know, we got Alec Whaley that drops it down and throws seekers every time. And you got guys that throw it from trail over top. You got guys that throw, you know, low 90s. You got guys that throw mid 80s. So that, that's a tough job on them to, to really know and, and to fill out every pitcher that we have on this staff. And, uh, you know, our, our catchers don't get enough credit. And, you know, I can't praise them enough for the job that they do. Um, you know, from blocking balls, saving balls in the dirt, you know, holding on, it's it's all a, it's all a, uh, all on them, and they do a great job on it. And it's nothing more important uh, from the pitcher pitcher and catcher relationship. Well, I knew when we would get a chance to have you on the podcast, we'd have to talk about the catchers because they are uh, the quarterback uh, of the defense on on the team, and uh, and they're involved in every pitch, just like just like the pitchers are. Uh, so Shane, let's go back to uh, to last season. I, I can't remember. Uh, it's been a while since I was as as excited about the uh, Murray State baseball start to an OVC season, and that that was the first weekend last March when the Racers went to Clarksville and uh, and beat Austin P two out of three, and re- really should have gotten a, a sweep that weekend. The the middle game was a was a game we could have won, and I don't remember if which game you were pitching in. I think Trevor McMurray was Friday night. Maybe that was your game that that we didn't win. But um, it, there was such a feeling that hey, this team is getting ready to do something really special. And then the the, the pandemic shut us down, and I'll never yeah. I'll never forget being in the locker room with you guys. Uh, I think it was a uh, Tuesday or Wednesday night at seven o'clock, and. And everybody's cleaning out their lockers. It, it still, to me, is almost surreal to, to think about what we've been through in the past year. 
How, how have you guys handled that? Yeah, you know, like you said, um, you know, we, we played our first four series of the game, went to Southern Miss, great team. Um, you know, I think we battled. You know, I think we lost, you know, obviously all three games, but we we were in every game that, that we were down there. We come home, uh, beat Bowling Green, beat St. Peter's. You know, we're, we're seven at home on the road, or at home, excuse me, and, and then we go back on the road, uh, first conference series against Austin P. We take two or three. We had opportunity to take – all three from them, but that middle of the game got away from us. Um, but, yeah, you know, we, we throw 20 runs up on Sunday. Our bats are coming alive. Everything's looking great. We win three of our first four series. You know, what else can you ask for? And then, boom, you know, 48 hours later, we get back home from Austin P. And, like you said, we're cleaning out of our lockers. We're going home. We don't know the next step. We don't, we, we don't know anything besides – Hey, our season just got uh, canceled, and, and it was a whirlwind of emotions for sure because, you know, like you said, we were getting hot at the right time. Our pitching staff was just, you know, every, everything was clicking, and we had we had the talent. We had everything going for us in the right direction to, to really make some noise later on in the year, and um, it was definitely uh, definitely devastating to, to get that type of news, and, and it's something that nobody's ever done before. So we really didn't, from the coaching staff to – the players who really didn't know how to handle it just because something like this has really never happened before. Well, and and you guys just had to stay together, even though you were apart, right? You had to finish the semester academically well, and, and you did that. And you, you just and then you tried you couldn't play summer ball, although there were some summer leagues that were going on. Uh, you know, you personally, I think you probably needed to rest your arm a, a little bit in the summer anyway, but. Uh, I guess thank thank goodness for cell phones and social media. You guys could still all kind of stay together, even though you were apart. Yeah, yeah, we definitely did that. Uh, you know, finished up school was a lot different. Obviously, uh, everything going to online with Zoom. Uh, you know, I think uh, after a couple of weeks of us getting home, uh, I think our our uh, our baseball team uh, started having team meetings, just kind of keeping up with each other, seeing how everybody was doing, and. That's kind of how we communicated. Like you said, you know, everything was was shut down, so there's not really much we, we could do besides, you know, talk on the phone and, and see how things were going for each other. But, you know, just finish up in the classroom was, you know, our, our main focus. And I think our team, uh, ever since I've been here, has really done good in the in the classroom academically. Um, so that's something to um, really praise. So uh, I'm excited um for this team and, and you know, what, what, what we've done over this time in such a hard time that we, you know, never really uh, seen before. Well, uh, the good thing is I think you all have made it through and we're back to playing, and, and that's that's great, although we have some some things we have to do, you know, the social distancing on the bus and the, and the mask that you have to wear uh, when you're not out on the field. So you, you guys have made it through, and it's, uh, it's only going to get better uh, from here on. Uh, I tell you what, uh, Shane – Let's kind of wrap up about just talking about uh, your hometown, your home county, Caldwell County and Princeton. Uh, I know you've got a lot of pride for what you were able to do uh, in high school. Coach Brad Stalins uh, was your was your coach there at Princeton. And then we were even talking, if you go back further, uh, your mom and dad, uh, Barry and Rhonda, oh, the miles they must have driven you in the summers to go play baseball as you were growing up. Uh, when you look back on it, a lot of people were in your corner, weren't they? Yes, yes, no doubt about that. You know, like a, kind of a small town, uh, you know, I think there's about 
7,000 people from where I come from, two or three stoplights. So everybody knows everybody. So that's just how it, that's just how it is. That's the way it's always been. And, um, you know, I can't thank, you know, the people, um, that's, you know, have my back from my parents. You obviously can't thank them enough. Um, you know, prior example, you know, we get, we get a call saying, Hey, we're playing, uh, Hoover, Alabama. And I call my parents like, Hey, you know, our series gets moved from Nashville to Alabama. I don't really know much what you – this is on a Monday, too. And uh, sure enough, they both show up. Uh, didn't really expect anything less from them. I knew they would show up. Uh, but, you know, I, I can't thank them enough for the sacrifices they've, uh, you know, had for me over the years. And, and you know, I, I can say thank you, but it, it just won't add up to how much I really want to say it. And, and, you know, going back to my coaches in high school, from Coach Downs to Coach Barnes in football to just everybody back in the community um, – you know, I cherish it. Um, you know, like I said, we're such a small town that, um, you know, it's hard not to get along with everybody. And, you know, I miss putting on the blue and gold for sure. Uh, you know, there's days that you want to go back and you want to, you know, go play in a regional championship. You want to go play in, a, you know, the state championship in Lexington and, and you want to put the football uniform back on and you want to put the helmet on and, and strap it up to your boys again. But, you know, those times have passed and, um, you know, it, it, it's awesome to reflect on the memories and, and the success that I've had there. And, you know, I, I do it again in a heartbeat. Uh, uh, I know you like, would. Like said, <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to sometimes sit back, go back home and, and watch it. So, uh, you know, it's it's always fun. But I can't thank uh, my community enough that they keep up with me each day and every week. You know, I get text messages every probably every once a week, you know, just flooding in, you know. Good luck here. Good luck there. Proud of you. You know, keeping up with you. So it's always good That's to hear good. from people back home. That's so. good. Well, your hometown will always be part of who you are, no matter where you end up uh, living after after college. And you're making new memories at Murray State, and we're really glad for that, Shane. Listen, I know you've got to get to class, so I'm going to let you go. But as we leave, maybe just tell our fans uh, how much Murray State means to you and, 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 and how much it's going to affect your life as you go forward. Yeah, you know, Murray State, you know, I've been here. This is my third year here. Um, couldn't ask for anything better. Um, you know, I'd like, I've always you know, always said thing, things definitely happen for a reason. Um, you know, I had opportunity to go play at a couple other schools, um, but this, this is where I this is where I needed to be. This is where I was supposed to be. And uh, Murray State's been nothing but great towards me, um, you know, from, from the academics to the coaching aspect. Uh, it's just, it's just going to continue to make me a better person. And when I get out of here, I want to be the best, best man, best husband, the best father I can, you know, every, all that. And I think this is definitely, uh, the place that's shaping me to, to be, you know, learning from coach Skirka, the man he is, and just all the different guys and the mentors I see throughout this campus. You know, I, I don't think I want to be anywhere else. And, and this is where I'm supposed to be. But, uh, like I said, you know, when I get down here in Murray state, I'll definitely reflect on my time here and, and I hopefully won't take for anything for granted here. And, and I appreciate everything that y'all done for me uh, through my first three years, for sure. Just a great time to catch up with Shane Burns of Murray State Baseball. I think a lot of that, that young man, just 20 years old. Uh, I've always liked the way Shane handles himself uh, with a maturity that's beyond his years. I think that comes from his uh, mother and father, great family. Uh, a natural leader and tenacious competitor. When he takes the ball and goes out on the mound, uh, you could see he becomes a different person. Now, I think sometimes when I watch our guys pitch, uh, I think sometimes if I could have handled them uh, with a bat in my hand, and I've always had trouble with lefties, and 
as it was anyway. But as far as, far as what I can tell, uh, I would have a hard time against Shane Burns. He does a great job of hiding the ball when he makes his delivery. Kind of comes uh, from behind him, his, his hip a little bit. And his release point is difficult to pick up. And then he's just got great stuff. So I think Shane Burns is ready to really take off this spring for the racers and become, uh, if not the best pitcher in the OVC, one of the best. Now, the home opening series is this weekend at Johnny Reagan Field. The Fort Wayne Mastodons are coming in. It's a doubleheader Friday and Saturday, 1 o'clock at noon. All four games are on ESPN Plus with the great Harold Houston calling the action from Johnny Reagan Field. So, so much going on with the racers, but here it is, a quick run-through of what Murray State Athletics is doing. Now, it's the 96th season of racer football. Uh, It didn't occur in the fall of 2020. It's going to occur in the spring of 2021, but we're still going to consider it the 2020 season, just played a little later. It's also the 73rd season in the Ohio Valley Conference, and it all begins Sunday when the UT Martin Skyhawks make a visit to Roy Stewart Stadium. We are socially distanced at Stu, so we have plenty of room for you to be there. So come on out and watch some football. Uh, When foot meets leather, Sunday at 2 o'clock, it will mark the first racer football game in Coach Dean Hood's era at Murray State, 443 days since he was hired, December 13, 2019. 463 days since the Racers last played a game, and that was November 23, 2019 at SEMO, and it's the first Racers game at home in 470 days. The last time they hosted someone, it was Austin P. November 16, 2019. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's been way too long. We've been through so much. But finally, it's time for Racer football to take the field again. You know, the kids have been really, really resilient. You know, and we've talked about that since the first, you know, go around with COVID. You know, we talked to them hard. One of our leadership training things is is uh, from, a, from, a, from a book, uh, Good to Great, about the Stockdale, you know, paradox or uh, paradigm, you know, which is about a, a, uh, a guy that was in uh, – the Hanoi prison camp, you know, first during Vietnam and how he, you know, survived and kind of his looking back, you know, how was it that he survived and other people couldn't. And, you know, his deal was that he faced the brutal facts of reality. He didn't try to wish it away or hope it, hope it away or say it's going to be better tomorrow. He said, no, I'm in a, I'm in a prison camp and and that's the brutal facts of the reality of my day. And I'm going to, I'm going to get through it. I'm not going to lose an overriding hope that sometime, you know, in the future, I will get out, but I'm not going to say I'll be out by Christmas or say I'll be out by Easter. You know, he said the people that did that were the people that died. And, you know, so we've been harping on that a lot with our kids. And I think they've really, you know, bought into that, that, hey, okay, this is what it is. They said we can't, you know, practice on the field today. We're going to practice in a gym. That's the brutal facts of reality. Let's, let's practice in this gym and get as good as we possibly can get, you know, so I think they've done a you know, tremendous job of all the delays and handling it and really attacking the day. That is head coach Dean Hood. You can tell he is excited too. So what do we expect Sunday from the racers? Well, you will see some familiar faces out there, even though it's been a long time since the racers have played. Preston Rice uh, from Waynesboro, Tennessee. He's at quarterback. I think you're going to see a young freshman quarterback from Chicago, DJ Williams as well. And, of course, we had Alec Long on the podcast just a couple of weeks ago, episode 124. The linebacker from Jackson, Tennessee, anchors the racer defense wearing number 13. And you will see Alec out on the field. 
Seven games this spring for the Racers. It's my hope they will come out of those games with tons of momentum heading into the fall of 2021. It is weird because usually football is coming to an end when basketball starts. This time, basketball is coming to an end when football gets it going. So here's an update on the basketball teams. Murray State men, 13-10, 10-8 in the OVC. They hit the road this week for the final away week of the regular season at Jacksonville State on Thursday, Tennessee Tech on Saturday. Now, seating for next week's OVC tournament in Evansville will be set by Saturday night. So the fans of the Murray State Racers, most of the time, they get to enjoy the team being in the hunt every year for that regular season championship uh, nearly every season. However, that slow start at 1-4 and four, and then Belmont's dominance as an undefeated team in the OVC has the Racers instead trying to shoot for as high a seed as they can get. Now, they could get up to number four for next week's tournament. The top two seeds, Belmont and Moorhead, those are set, but there could still be a lot of movement this week. Uh, in the final two games, Jacksonville State, the Racers, Austin P, and EKU all bunched up in there. And as far as the women's teams go, uh, the women's team, uh, congratulations to Caitlin Young. Uh, not only OVC Player of the Week, but Freshman of the Week again. I think that's eight Freshman of the Week honors. Uh, Young had another dominant week last week, averaged a double-double, but more importantly helped Rochelle Turner's team to two crucial OVC wins. They've got 10 wins in the OVC, first time that's happened for the women's program in nearly a decade. And next up, they also take that road trip to Jacksonville State and Tennessee Tech Saturday. They're playing the two teams that are ahead of them in the standings. If the tournament started today, I think the Racers would be a seventh seed, but they can move up this week. But they have clinched a spot in next week's OVC tournament in Evansville. Men's golf, they open up their season with a win at the ASU Spring Kickoff uh, down in uh, Prattville, Alabama. Capitol Hill golf course, just beautiful. It's on the Robert Trent Jones Trail. Even though it was uh, cold and windy down there, the Racers did manage to win in a short field of only six teams, uh, which is the 36th all-time win for Coach Eddie Hunt as he begins his 20th season guiding the Murray State men's golf program. 18-shot win over Western Illinois. Connor Coombs of Murray State was the racer's top finisher in second place. Austin Knight was in third, and Quinn Eaton in seventh. Avery Edwards gave the racers four players in the top ten. And Murray State's women's golf program opened up their 28th season for head coach Velvet Milkman, the only coach they've ever known. They carted a final round 311, which was 18 shots better than their first round, to finish 10th place at the Strutter Gus Invitational down at Statesboro, Georgia. So good to see the ladies uh, get their season opener going. Peyton Carter led the racers with a 19th place finish on rounds of 80, 80, 75 for a 235 score. Murray State Volleyball, they're 2-4. and four. They lost a pair at SIUE this week and coming home Sunday to host UT Martin at 4 o'clock at Racer Arena after the football game. Uh, Murray State Rifle, they've, they uh, got through their annual NCAA qualifier in good form at the Pat Spurgeon Range in Murray, Kentucky. However, they had to wait to see if they could get into the top eight and qualify for the NCAA championship, and they were unable to do that. So that breaks a run of six straight years in which the Murray State Rifle team made it to the NCAA championship from 2015 to 2020 and I can't say enough about coach Alan Lawler's work as rifle head coach 
just top-level stuff. He recruits well, runs a great program, and but this time uh, his team uh, fell just a tad short of getting into the NCAAs, uh, which is March 12th through the 13th at Ohio State up in Columbus. However, the Racers do have two individuals who qualified for the NCAAs, Matthias Kuru, the sophomore from Helsinki, Finland, and freshman Allison Henry from Granbury, Texas. So there will be a racer appearance at the NCAA championships. Murray State Tennis, they're headed to Birmingham this weekend to play Sanford and UAB. Murray State Softball has played in Hattiesburg and Mobile the last two weekends. Uh, They're headed to Auburn this weekend. In nine games, the racers haven't hit the ball very well yet, uh, hitting just 180 in nine games, on-base percentage of under 30%. So they'll get it going. Pitching has been solid, though. Uh, Hannah James, who was, of course, on this program a couple of weeks ago, 1.66 ERA and 33 innings already. Uh, But the racers will have a tough time this weekend, two with Auburn and two with Jacksonville. And we mentioned Murray State Baseball is uh, playing this weekend at home against Fort Wayne. They open their season at the uh, Met, the Metropolitan Complex in Hoover, Alabama, against Lipscomb. That's where the SEC plays its postseason tournament. Uh, a great ballpark, the Met, where it was a sudden change. I'm telling you, on Sunday, it was like at 2 o'clock, it was uh, decided they could not play at Lipscomb's Field in Nashville, and within three hours, they had it scheduled to play uh, down in Hoover, and the racers were on a bus headed that way. So they did manage two games uh, on Monday against Lipscomb and lost them both 4-2 to two and 8-2. to two. Murray State senior Brock Anderson, though, is off to a great start. He cracked a home run in each game. The all-OVC right fielder is set to have a big spring for the racers. And Shane Burns, we mentioned uh, on our podcast today, through his first outing of the spring, five innings in that first game, four hits, two runs, both earned, three walks and one strikeout. So there you go. I don't think I missed anything. An unprecedented time in, in Murray State Athletics, a busy week in the books, and another one coming up next week with the OVC tournament in Evansville for basketball. We're going to visit with Caitlin Young of the Murray State women's team, the freshman from Oakwood, Illinois, just having a great season. So we will highlight her, and we'll have a bit of an OVC tournament preview of both brackets with the voices of Racer Radio next week. And that's it for today's show, episode 126 with Murray State Baseball's Shane Burns. The Running with the Racers podcast is a production of the Athletics Department at Murray State University. This is Dave Winder, and hey, go Racers! Go Racers!